Blog Talk Radio. Why we pose the question. We actually had, did have a, a brief discussion 
on social media where we pose the question to our Facebook group, and we asked, you know, should love hurt? And we actually received pretty good feedback, I think. Mm. Okay. So, and you didn't chime in. I didn't because I've been busy. I didn't. So I what's, your, what's your view? Do you think love should I, hurt? I, should, I don't want to say it should hurt. I don't think love should hurt. I've I also heard a time or two that if it doesn't hurt, it's not real love. Mm. You know, something to that extent. That's kind of puzzling mm. to me. I don't quite understand that. Because I don't think if two people are on the same page um, and, and you're loving one another, still learning one another, that you have to go um, through some type of pain, pain. To, to experience or, or to to realize that that's love. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's kind of productive to me. I think, yeah, I, I think it could be in pain. You go through growing pain. Right. But um, because it's not real love unless it hurts, that does that. I don't know. I, I think, think that, that statement may speak to the feeling or the perception that we have that in order to love, you have to go deep. You have to dig deep. Mm-hmm. So if a lot of times, especially when it comes to pain and the people who are in a position to inflict pain, we figure if I don't care about that person, if I'm not right. connected to that person, then they're not capable of hurting me. So that statement can come from that perception that, well, love isn't hurting you because you honestly don't care or the connection isn't deep enough to actually cause pain. I agree. I agree. And you know what? I've I heard a few people say that they like a person to a certain extent, but they're, they're afraid of going or delving a little deeper uh-huh. because they're afraid of what may come with that next level. So they guard themselves, right? Her, but is that fair to the other, the other person, know, right? Him, you know, more hit him or herself. I think this actually um, speaks to some of the parallels that we have in relationships in general. Because as you're speaking, I'm thinking, don't we attack a lot of our decisions and relationships with that same type of fear that you know. Going to the next level means I don't know what to expect there because I've never gone there before. So if I've never been on that level before, there's some fear of it's not knowing. Yeah, because from my own experience, I've only gotten to certain levels, and those levels aren't far. So yeah, really in a relationship, yeah, those hmm. levels aren't far. So I, I can see there being some fear because you really don't know. What to expect because I've I've only gone so far within the relationship. So are you controlling your emotions in that aspect where you can feel yourself getting or I can, yes. I can feel myself getting closer yes, to him? Because in the past I've given too much. Mm. I've given too much at first. Um, I've I've let them see I cook well domestic. I. I no, I, right. I give too much. I'm a nurturer. Right. Most women are. We're behaving like a wife, as some people right. say. Right. Okay. But I'm, I'm behaving like a wife in the girlfriend mode. Right. So, yeah, I've retrained a lot. Mm. So, yeah, I can't wait to see the doctor. Dr. G. Dr. G. I don't know if I've ever intentionally held back, but I have experienced that fear. Even yeah, in my marriage, my, my husband and I, we actually discussed that. At some point, we both were afraid 
to love each other deeply because we were afraid of feeling that loss that we felt when we lost our son. So we were, so we were um, very afraid to love deeply. So mm. I mean, so that I that that, that made me a different type of fear. I can see that. I can see that. And and that makes sense though. Mm. That makes sense though. Yeah, it does. And I think that when it's important to resolve your personal issues and understanding why you do what you do, why you behave the way that you behave, um, I think that part of that self-discovery that needs to take place. And that actually brings me to another question that we posed to the group, and that is concerning your baggage, your personal baggage that you have. Is it reasonable to expect a person to resolve all of their issues before proceeding to the relationship? Or can we expect you to have some unresolved issues or some issues that actually don't come up until you get into a relationship? Sometimes we don't realize that we have a problem with something until we involve someone else. So I, I, I pose that question of, do you think you need to resolve all your issues before you get into a relationship? Um, it depends. Um, okay, what type of issues are you? Whatever your personal issues are, because we're all different. So we have different um, baggage, if we want to call it that. And we have different experiences with relationships. We have, like my father, I think, set the standard for how I love, what my expectations are. Mm-hmm. And everyone does, of course, didn't have a father in the home. And of course, you have That's one true. like myself. That's so of course, my view of love, my issues surrounding love will be different for someone else. That's true. Um, I think you need to be happy with yourself and whole with yourself. And before you enter into a relationship, thinking that person is supposed to complete you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you need to be, um, you know, complete yourself before you involve someone else. So I do think you need to have something resolved as far as personal issues um, before you invite someone else into your space. What about the idea that getting connected with someone else can help you discover yourself? That, that, Receiving love can help you love yourself because I believe you, I think if they show you if they show you what love is, what it feels like, you know, if if they can show you those things, if you're coachable, mm-hmm. if you're open, some people are coachable. Yes, yeah. yeah. Now that's true. Yeah, yeah. Or, or some people just don't just don't understand or even believe that they have an issue. And if, if, if my if my parents because my parents were my model of relationship and how to love specifically my mother of how to treat a man how to treat a husband so if that was my model I more than likely feel that she did it properly so I'm going to follow her example. But and as I've grown, as I've learned, as I've evolved as a woman, right, I've, I've learned, you know, that there are other methods that she did what worked best for her. her. Yes. her. Yes. yes, definitely. Yeah. So I think that's part of that self-discovery that we all should participate in to 
help understand why we do what we do and to be open to learning new ways of doing things. That's that. That's that. Being stuck in your being stuck in your old ways is not the business. Or or believing the example that was set was the only way. Right. Right. My parents were married thirty five years when my dad passed away. So I could think, oh well, they were married thirty five years, so let me just do what they did. But a lot of it may not have been healthy. Of course, a lot right. of it would not work for my husband and I, for the type of relationship that we have, or the personalities that we have. So you have to be open to learning new ways and unlearning some of the things that you've actually been taught. Because I had to do that. I had to unlearn some of the things that I thought were acceptable. And I didn't realize that until I had therapy. And and I would ask some questions, you know, some probing questions that I had to think well. Why do I do that? Or why is why do I find value in some of those things? And it's because that's what I thought. So I thought it was correct. Right. So I, I had to be exposed to a different way. That's it. Some people aren't exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, but you make you bring up a lot of valid points. You bring yeah. up a lot of valid points. Some people aren't exposed and then some people attract others who aren't willing to um be open themselves, you know, they think their way. Yes, anyway. <laughs> oh my God. It involves communication. Yeah. It involves a communication. You know, questions like this should come up during the date. You know, once you all are, you know, at the point where you're having um, grown folk conversation, yeah. you know, hey, how were you raised? What did you see in your home? That's important to know. And, and I've never, I've asked questions, but not that question. Mm-hmm. You know, I've asked, you know, did you grow up in a two-parent household, one parent, how how did they discipline, blah, blah, blah. But I've never asked, you know, what did what's your perspective on uh communication or perspective on relationships? How yeah. should a what should a man do around the house? Do you think it's fifty fifty? Should mm-hmm. you pay all the bills? Do you, you give him or do you give your money to him, you know, when you get paid and he pays the bills like Different questions like this, is especially as far as uh, how one to be loved. Yeah, you know, all all key questions. You know, not this shouldn't be overlooked or assumed. Right, and no, and you have to know when to seek help, which brings us to our great guest who's going to join us after we take this quick break. We will have Dr. C. Davis here in the studio to join us so that she can give us some tools that I know is going to help us see things through a different lens, help reframe how we see love and relationships. So please bear with us as we go through a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by Dr. G. Davis. We'll be right back.
with a good Greek girl show here on Blog Talk Radio. And we're so excited to have back in the studio with us Dr. G. Davis. Listen, Happy New Year's to you guys. How are you? Hey, Dr. G. How are you? Hey, how are you? We're good. Awesome, awesome. Can you hear Happy us okay? Happy to you both. I, I can. You guys are going Happy in and out, but you. I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. So we're so excited to have you back with us because you definitely helped us gain a new perspective about relationships during our last interview. So we're excited today to get your viewpoint on this topic of love and the expectation that occasionally love will actually hurt. And if that's okay, should we get comfortable with it or should we not allow it at all? So that's a that's a good question. And 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 again I want to say thank you for the invite back. I think it's an honor and a privilege. So thank you. Uh, Shanae, and um, uh, thank you guys for allowing me to jump on Shanae and Kiera. Um, I appreciate that. That's a conversation that we always um, seem to talk about all the time. And my philosophy is this. I don't think love hurts. Mm-hmm. I think I think whoever that name is, you need to fill in the blank. Maybe it was Bob. Maybe it was Shanae. Maybe it was... Uh, ah. Shanika, maybe it was Luther. I, I don't think love hurts. And oftentimes, Valentine's is always this month of depression and this month of, of being sad. And um, I've even heard people say, "Tell Cupid to stay away from me. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be shot by the love bug." Well, the the issue is not Cupid. The issue is the last person you dealt with um, that got you to the place that you're in now. So. I don't believe that love hurts. I don't believe that love should ever hurt. Uh, I do believe it's the people that we have confined in and we have desired to spend our, our, our time with um, that has hurt us um, mm-hmm. previously. That is such an important, and let me tell you, okay, not to get too churchy, but just in Bible sure. study two weeks ago, we did a lesson on love, and that that was the exercise that we actually did. We were we were reading the scripture, and the, our um, teacher told us to replace the word love with your name. So I had to sure. repeat: Kiera is kind, Kiera is patient. So instead of saying love is yeah. kind, love is patient, I had to say myself. So. To your point, that's such an important perspective to have that it's not love that hurt you, it's that person. Absolutely. And it makes sense. And and I think sometimes we tend to forget Valentine's Day is not supposed to be a one-day type of of affair anyway. You know, you're supposed to spend Mm -hmm. every day uh, with the one that you love, um, Mm -hmm. celebrating that, that, that special person. So I think if we put things into context, and be more specific about um, who it is and what exactly that we want. Um, I think mm-hmm. this thing called relationships and love and dating could be a little bit more smoother uh, than we than we know. Hmm. So, what are your thoughts about struggle love and this idea that? Because I hear that 
labels thrown around a lot. And growing up, or I would say in my younger years of dating, I thought struggle love to be that rise to the top or how you start a relationship. And of course, you have career changes or, you know, we may start with our bank account at $0.99 and we may make it to $99,000 in our bank account. So that was my idea of struggle love, how just naturally as life progresses, we grow. However, I think recently, and when I say recently, like in the past two years, it seems to have taken on a different tone where struggle love is this idea that you have to be mistreated and um, abused and not receiving what your desires are or what you need. So what are your thoughts on the idea of struggle love and what we should actually accept? And what is that really so Okay, I'm glad you asked that. Um, struggle love is, is difficult. It has so many facets to it. And, again, I think you have to put things into context. You have to put things into uh, a situation where you are specific about exactly what's happening. For instance, um, as we talk about struggle love, I think it's important to understand that not every situation and very seldom do people, when you enter into a relationship, you're going to enter into a perfect situation, mm-hmm. all right? Um, even when you meet people, you're not going to meet them at their most perfect state because you you may not meet that, that person. Um, you may find out because oftentimes when you date, the the disclose, uh, disclosure of me telling you that I have, you know, three, four, five, six, seven kids, I may not tell you that in the beginning, Ooh. right? Um, right. See, see the reaction. I may not tell you that yeah. in the beginning, but later on down the road, you may find out how many kids I really have, and that might be an issue for you. That might be a struggle. So, seldom do we we run into perfect situations where um, it's easy to kind of deal with. So, uh, when we talk about struggling, um, you, you're going to struggle simply because there's two people coming into a relationship who are not perfect. You know, everyone's going to have mm-hmm. their baggage. They're going to have their issues. They're going to have their imperfections. They're going to have their addictions and their hangups. So I think the mm-hmm. real question is, is let's deal with the fact that why do we call this or why do we view this as a struggle of, right? Mm. So, for instance, you can struggle financially. I might meet you today, but you could lose your job tomorrow. So then was that mean yeah. I can't date you anymore? Right. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What, what, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, you may even struggle sexually, mm-hmm. right? Um, you may yeah. struggle mentally. You may even struggle socially. Um, that you you even you're scared of being around big crowds because you're not a socialite. Um, this might be a struggle. Um, but and then you may even struggle physically uh, with your health. Uh, you're not even healthy enough to date right now. And so these are mm. all issues that can come up when we meet someone, but I think at the end of the day, what it boils down to is two two words, and these two words are maturity and immaturity. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think it's that simple, right? So if you're dealing with someone and you're, you're in a relationship where it's struggling or someone is struggling to love you, you need to ask the question, well, why, are you, why is this a struggle? Mm-hmm. What, what has happened to you in your past that is causing you to be str- to, to struggle right now? Is it financial? 
Is it sexual? Is it mental? Is it social? Is it physical? What? What? Why are you struggling? What? What is really the issue? And then we mm-hmm. do our research. We'll find out that some of the relationships that we were in, it was just immature. They were not. They would, as I said last time, I was on. They didn't even qualify to date you because they were immature. Mm. And so as we talk about love hurting, maybe love hurt because the person that was supposed to love you were too immature. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? Yeah. They were too immature. Right. And so they didn't have the IQ, the relationship IQ to kind of deal with you as you are. You got a lot of people, and I put people in situations and relationships in um, educational terms. So you got people who, you know, are trying to love you from a preschool level when you all the way in college. You're getting ready to get your own mom. You know what I'm saying? And they were never mature enough to deal with that. So. Now you're dealing with kids who should be in Sunday school and daycare and, 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 and you babysitting, you know, grown adults, you know, mm. we're dealing with immaturity. So at the end of the day, as we talk about struggle love, are we dealing with people who are, who are um, emotionally mature? Or are we dealing with people mm-hmm. who are emotionally immature? That's a great point. I've the other thing that. I would say is the the other thing I would say before before you guys move on is oftentimes this is an issue even in marriage, right? Mm-hmm. You have the man who might have been the breadwinner at one time, and the woman has been accustomed to this extravagant lifestyle, and now the woman is no longer able to live this lifestyle. Let's say that the man lost his job or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So now the question has to come in: Are or you going to have are you going to be mature about this? Are you going to be immature about this? Are we going to are we only going to uh, stress over what we used to have, or are we going to come together and get this money back up, and we're going to do this thing together? Right, and so also if people, that was the case, if she gets upset, you know, what was the relationship built on? Was it material? Things? Absolutely, absolutely, and and so they 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 would tell me often, oftentimes in in client uh, sessions that you know. Those vows that we made to death through his part, that was death for the wife. Like, this is it. This is this is the end of the world. I can't go shopping <laughs> no more. I can't I can't go on vacations no more. This is it. Like and I'm saying to them, no, that's baby, that's not that's not the end of, of No, of it's not. You guys can get through it. But you have to be mature. You have to be mature. Right. Both I agree. I agree. What about the um Fairy tale living living happily ever after. Is that just okay. a myth, or is that something of you know what two people can make happen? Okay, so I absolutely believe that I absolutely believe in the fairy tale um, living happily ever after. I believe I, I believe it can happen. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing that I don't I think that we need to talk about is. What is your definition of happily ever after? Yeah, because my happily ever after right. may not be the same. That's right. As your happily ever after. And That's so, I give you an example. I know couples right now who've been married for forty years, mm-hmm. right? But the man been cheating on the wife for the past, let's say, twenty nine years. Mm-hmm. But the what? wife is excited. <laughs> the, yeah, the, but the wife is excited because they've been married for forty years. Never mind. He's been a hellion for the last 20. 
But the right. fact is, is we've been married for 40 years, and to her, it don't get no better than this. Listen, I got, listen, I've been mar- wearing this ring happily, you know, and that's that's the mentality of some people. They, they've been married to uh, not necessarily the union, but what the union represents, and this becomes mm. an issue. And so we've got to ask ourselves, what does happily ever after mean to you? Because it may not mean the same thing for me. But as it relates to this whole fairy tale and what we've been taught, I believe it can happen. Um, but I do believe that it takes time. I don't think it happens overnight. I believe that mm-hmm. when two people come together, they have to be sincere. And again, here go that word again, mature, to learn each mm-hmm. other. And even if it doesn't start off as a happily ever after, we can get there. This is somewhere that we can, we can, we can one day achieve if we work together. Hmm. And so I might be looking for a glass slipper today, or I might be looking for your weave tomorrow. So, you know, it, it, it could be, you know, <laughs> it, it depends on what you're happy ever after is. You know what I'm saying? So. I gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. Did you have anything? When, when you talked about, about the um, baggage, and we, we discussed that briefly at the top of the show, and I'm wondering if, 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 because I think sometimes in that search of perfection or the expectation of perfection, that we're, we aren't just honest about our baggage, but the baggage that we, we're open to accepting from someone else. So is it reasonable to expect to enter a relationship without any baggage? No. It's not reasonable. Hmm. It's not reasonable. Again, you're dealing with people who are imperfect. There's never going to be a perfect man. There's never going to be a perfect woman. That fairy tale Mm -hmm. doesn't exist. Right. That, That mentality doesn't exist. Again, it all boils down to maturity. Last time we were on... I was talking to you about the five steps and uh, five steps of relationship. One of the first steps mm-hmm. was uh, friendship, courtship, mm-hmm. dating, um, engagement, and marriage, right? So out of those five steps, one of the things that I always tell clients is that you want to make sure that you're taking your time. And the reason why you want to take your time is because you want to make sure that the baggage, because it's going to come up, the baggage that you're getting ready to deal with, are you going to be able to handle it? Because there's some stuff that you just cannot tolerate. And so you don't always see the baggage on the on week one or week two. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's month three or month six or year two or year three. And so the baggage never, never shows up in the beginning of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because if it does, mm-hmm. that's probably going to be a sign that you need to run. So normally this yeah. baggage is, is hidden in, in the department. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's hidden where, where you can't see it. You know, and when you get on the plane, they, they tell you to put your, your baggage up in the, up the, in the cabinet. Well, if you're just walking mm-hmm. down the aisle, you don't see, you don't know whose baggage is where. You don't know how much baggage right. has been hidden. Um, you don't realize that until it's time to get off the plane. So um, as it relates to baggage, you know, everyone's going to have their own baggage. But again, we've got to put things into context. How much baggage are we talking? Are we talking about a little carrier, or are we talking about this mm-hmm. oversized, you know, baggage? That where where you'll get overcharged you because it's too heavy. <laughs> right. Absolutely. 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 So the other thing, the interesting thing about baggage is, is that you got to own it. Mm. I got to own it. You got to own yours, right? Mm-hmm. We're not pointing the fingers. 
one of the things I realized while traveling uh, throughout the country, uh, going from event to event, is that there's always this message that come over the intercom every time I travel. And that message is, if you see any unclaimed baggage, you need to report mm-hmm. it. You need to report it to the authorities. The reason is, is because I don't know what's in your baggage, right? It may be something mm-hmm. of value. It may not be anything of value. It may be baggage that can hurt me or harm me, or it can potentially harm people who are around it. So even at the wow, airport, wow. they don't even play about baggage. You got to come get your stuff. You need to own it. So if you're dealing with issues wow. of anger, frustration, um, if you're promiscuous but it's hidden and you, you, no one knows it from the beginning, you need to own it mm-hmm. and trust. So, Dr. G, what does that process that look like of owning it? Because a lot of us tend to be in denial about our issues. Sure. Or we like to deflect onto other people. So what does that process sure. look like of actually owning your issues? Right. So, again, this goes back to the word, the word for the night, mature and immature, right? So if you're a mature person and you're of age, right, most of the time you're going to be honest. Listen, this is what I got going on. This is what it is. You know, this is who I am. I ain't trying to pull the wool of your – This is listen, you take me as I am. You have that individual. But then you have another individual where it's not until – Things happen down the road where you start to see things that look like baggage that maybe they start to acknowledge, you know, that they didn't acknowledge in the front. So what it looks like is you're dealing with two types of people. That's why it's always good to never rush into a relationship. That's why it's always good to make sure that you are healed completely because once you're healed completely, you can go to church and you'll be able to testify and say, listen, I used to do this. This used to bother me, yeah. but that don't bother me no more. That used to be my mm-hmm. hang-up, but that's not my hang-up anymore. And so you're dealing with individuals who you're right. They don't tell you up front. They lie. They scheme, and it's not until down the road. That's why you cannot rush into a relationship. I need to get to know you. I need to know who you are. You could be a child mm-hmm. molester. You could be a pedophile. You could be anybody, anybody. And so I want to make sure especially if you're over the age of 35 and 40, you want to make sure that you're not wasting valuable time that you can't get back. Amen. Yeah. You know, some of these games we played in college and we played these games in high school. That was good for that time. But we old now. We grown. It's time to make mature decisions because, again, we're wasting valuable time that we can't get back. So you have to own your baggage. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's yours. You got to own it. So in owning our baggage, is it important to share? Do I have to reveal that baggage to my mate? Yes, but I also believe that there's a time to reveal it. Mm. Because not everybody's able to handle your, your real your real story. True. And there are some people who would who would take what you said and use it against you. True. Yes, Lord. They'll use it in an argument to get back at you. You remember when you told me this? And you were like, wait a minute, I told you that out of confidence. Wait a minute. Why are you throwing that in my face? That was that, that really happened. So not everybody's able to deal with the real you. That's why, again, you have to take your time. Because at the end of the day, I want to make sure, and that's why step number one in, in the five steps of relationship is friendship. 
I want to make sure that if I'm divulging this information to you, that you can handle it and that you can handle it as a friend. Right? If we're going to get married, I'm not marrying a stranger. I'm marrying my best friend. Yes. And I'm marrying you because I can trust you with not just my life, but the stories of my life. Right. Yeah, you hit it. You know, I think also discernment comes into play as well. You know, yeah. I've heard some instances where uh, individuals will say something just to see how the person reacts it before they tell them their real story. Sure. Um, not, not sure if the person was here, but they would throw something out there just to see how the person would respond. You know, so I think sure. discernment comes into play um, before you reveal you know, the nitty-gritty to see if the person yeah. can handle it. And, and just know and I believe that you have to be great with that person if that's yeah. the case. Right. I believe that. I believe that. I also believe that sometimes our discernment can be distorted because of our emotions. Mm. That's Ooh, a good point. So now we're not thinking clearly because, because you know, we was we was in the bed with them last night, so that kind of just kind of messed up. <laughs> up That'll do it. Things out of whack. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. sometimes our, discern- our discernment can be di- distracted and distorted. So you, you got to be careful. But that, again, that's why you never rush into relationships. One of the things I realized is that when you rush into things, just like, you know, your keys, you lose your keys because you're rushing. You lose your phone because you're rushing. You got to take your time. And I know that's a cuss word, but you got to take your time and you got to know a person for who they really are. And there's no way around that. There's no way around it. I wish it was. I wish it was easier. I wish it was easy as, you know, me passing you a note and asking you, do you like me, circle this, yes or no. I wish it was just like that, but it's not. We, we've got to know people according to where they are. Um, I, I think that's important. In fact, Maya Angelou says when, when people show you who they really are, you need to you just believe, believe them. them. That's right. Stop wasting right. valuable time. Stop second guessing. No, that's them. The other cliche that we always hear in relationship, and I believe I shared this with you guys last time, um, in the beginning, that's not really the representative. And all, a lot of times we will hear that um, say, well, you know, that's not really who they really are. That, they was, that was a counterfeit. That's not really who they are. And at sometimes I think that may be true for certain people, but then other people, I believe, that's absolutely right. I believe that was not the representative. I actually believe with all of my heart that was really them. They were really crazy from the beginning. He was really bipolar <laughs> from the beginning. She was really schizophrenic from the no, There's not a representative. That is exactly who they are 24-7, seven days a week. And, again, mm-hmm. when people show you over and over again, you know, who they are, you, you need to just believe that. True, yes, and uh, I think you brought up a good point last time. Uh, don't date potential. You know, most times yes, we never see, date potential. Look, you always date reality. Never right. marry potential. Always marry reality. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-mm-mm. It'll save you some nightmares. I'm mm. telling you. Well, we're going to take it'll, a break on that, Dr. And when we come back, we actually want you to help us have lasting relationships. <laughs> we believe it. So we're going to take this quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion about love and should it hurt. We'll be back right after this quick break.
surrounding baggage. I think that's an important topic to be real about. And I think Dr. G is challenging us to be honest about our baggage first with ourselves. And I I love love Dr. G that you brought that up, that you have to just own it. Absolutely. So is there a secret to having a lasting relationship, be it a marriage or any type of romantic relationship? What are the keys to a successful, lasting relationship? All right. So, so that's, that's, that's a good question. Um, a lot of people want to know, Sinead here, a lot of people want to know um, the secret to um, a lasting, long relationship and I want to make this short and sweet and, and really give you three things that I believe is going to be powerful. Um, one of the things that I want to share tonight is um, the book, Five Love Languages, right? Mm-hmm. Gary Chapman wrote an amazing book years and years ago, and it's still effective today. Um, as we talk about successful relationships, I think it's important to know what your partner's love language is. I don't think yeah. it's, I don't think you're going to have a successful relationship if you don't even know what my love language is. It's difference is going to be a huge difference for me how you choose to love me and 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 if you're tolerating me. Mm. A lot of people are being tolerated and not being celebrated in relationships because I don't even know what your love language is, right? So you got to understand your partner's love languages and this is good from the beginning, the friendship stage all the way up to dating, this is a good this is a good point that you need to know what your partner's love language is. Is it words of affirmation? Is it physical touch? Is it receiving gifts? Is it quality time? Is it acts of service? You need to know what your partner's relationship uh, love language is, right? So that's the first step. Mm-hmm. The second step is this. Not only do you need to know my love language, but I need to know your love language. And then together we need to compare these love languages and see, are we match? Do we match? Are they compatible? Are you on one extreme and I'm on the other? Do you require a lot of attention? We're talking about having a successful relationship. So if you're, if you're a person who, who requires a lot of attention and mm-hmm. I'm a CEO, I'm a boss, and I'm always having multiple businesses and multiple business ventures, this might not be the relationship for you. Because you're not going to be able to give me the quality time I need because you've already dedicated your life to your businesses, which takes most of your time. True. Right? So knowing your love language is important. Number two is this. Um, I think you need to heal from previous relationships. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a good one. We're talking about having a successful one in the future. Let's talk about what happened in the past, right? So are you Mm -hmm. completely healed from every relationship. I don't care if it's Tim uh, back in high school who didn't take you to the prom. Are you still 30 years later still tripping about that? And mm-hmm. every man 
who 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 says that they're going to take you on a date, you fear that they're going to say no and call the date off because of what happened to you in high school. So you need to deal with, and we need to ask ourselves and be honest, have I completely healed from previous relationships? Mm. Whether they've been dating, whether they've been courting, or even in marriage, or even in a divorce, are you completely healed mm. from your previous relationship? Why is this important? This is important because what you don't um, what you don't learn from in the past, you will repeat it in the future. Ooh, say that. I'm That's again, a good what one. you don't learn from the past, you will repeat it in the future. I'll prove it to you. Most of the things that we've learned in relationships and marriage is a reflection of how we were raised. So your idea mm-hmm. of love, someone taught you that. Your mom, dad, mm-hmm. uncle, sister, brother, somebody taught you that. And so what happens is what we've learned in our childhood, we've just carried that same attitude, mentality, and even spirit into our adulthood. And most of the problems yeah. that we're facing is a result of the things that we've learned in our past. So, again, hmm. what you failed to learn in the past will be bound to repeat in the future. There's also another yeah. word that says insanity is doing the same things over and over again and then expecting a different result. Wow. Right? Last but not least, to make your relationship successful, I just believe that you need, and I want you to catch this, I need you to have alone time. Mm. You need to make alone time priority. Now, when we hear this, I want you to hear me clearly because I'm talking about you getting away from your busy schedule, you getting away from the kids, getting away from work, uh, school, and you two coming together to have one-on-one communication, date nights. I think date nights, even in marriage, should never end. You should always have date nights, right? Mm-hmm. Second part of that alone right. time that thing is, is that even in relationships, I believe that you need to be alone. There's a term that we use in, in, in our profession that talks about smothering. I think you can smother a partner, your partner, because you're always on them or you always need this, you always need that. And I, I think agree. it's good that girls go out and hang out with their girls. Yeah. Or the boys mm-hmm. go out and hang out with the fellas. I think alone time is good because it allows two hearts to come back together and, and then it's in a place where, you know what, honey, I really miss you today. You know, I, I really thought about this and I was, you know, traveling today and, and going about my business and I thought about something that you used to do or something that you used to say. But when you're always on each other, smothering each other, always in the, each other's face, you don't really get that time to really miss each other because you're always in their face. So alone That's time true. is going to be the ideal thing to have. You need to be alone together, but then again, you need to mm-hmm. be alone separately so you guys can kind mm-hmm. of rekindle what, what needs to be rekindled. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I totally believe that, especially for me personally, I take those moments where I have girls' night. Mm -hmm. I know the importance of spending time alone. It actually is necessary. And I value that. I think it makes me a better wife um, to have those moments that are separate. Or even, I think it's important so that I don't lose my identity. I was about to say that. Sure. So you don't lose yourself. You know, yep. you can hold your own as yep. well. There are some things that you like to do by yourself. And it, it's a good yep. indicator that you enjoy yourself. Some people feel miserable when they do things alone. 
Right. You know? Right. They hate it. They absolutely they hate do. it. They absolutely hate it. And then, too, in the relationship, you, you don't want to feel like you're... ...where we want to spend all our time together. Like, and I think it's important to date your or marry your friend, mm-hmm. but it's okay if your best friend is someone other than your husband or your wife. It's okay to have guy friends and female friends. I'm glad in our relationship that my sure. husband and I encourage each other to have friends. And I think for the reason that you say that we don't want to smother each other. And I value right. my alone time and my time by myself. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it honestly does make me a better person. Right. Now, now, Sinead, watch this now. On the flip side of that, I don't want to spend too much time with my homeboys that I forget what's at home. <laughs> Exactly. And here go that word. Here go that word. Mature and immature. I don't want to spend all my time with my homeboys that I actually forgot. You know, tonight was supposed to be date night with with the wife tonight. I totally mm-hmm. forgot. Right. Or we're or, or I'm doing so much with the homeboys that she starts to feel neglected and she starts to feel like she's not wanted anymore, and and that now can become a problem. So again, mm. we got to use boundaries, and then we got to use. We need to be mature. Right. It needs to be a healthy balance. Right. Yeah, you've been on it, Doctor G. Any final thoughts for our audience? Absolutely. Doctor G, been on it. Any final thoughts? Say that one more time. Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Dr. G? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? We lost Dr. G, guys. But, um, Shanae, this actually was a very good discussion, and I think Dr. G made some very key points that actually challenges us to... Um, think hard about what we do, why we do it, and I love how he's challenging us to own our baggage, yes. to own, you know, the the your role in a relationship and the decisions that you're making in a relationship. I agree, and he, I'm, I was busy taking notes, which, which is why you all heard Kira's voice most of the time. Each time Dr. G is on, I love to take notes because he is just. Uh, very insightful and um, just good things to keep as a resource. Yeah, so I enjoyed this conversation. I hope our audience was able to take some notes. Dr. G, are you back on? I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear us? Awesome. 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 Oh, oh cool. We lost connection, <laughs> but I'm back. Yay. Yes. Okay, we was, we've been trying to resolve our audio issues. Yes. Guys. Oh my goodness. We've been playing around with some different configurations over here. So uh, we do know that we I had hear. a little feedback tonight. So we're so glad that you were able to stand in with us, Dr. D, throughout those issues. But any final thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I don't leave this month with, with um, any regrets of previous relationships not working out. Mm. I understand that every relationship that didn't work out 
was ultimately preparing you for what will work out. One of the things mm. that I want to say before we end this show that I think is important, because one of the things I always preach about is that you should heal before you enter into a relationship. And a lot of times we use the month of February and the month of December and even the month of January to kind of reflect and our mind automatically goes back uh, to previous relationships, right? Uh, but one of the things I think is important to note tonight is that you don't, and I tell this to married people all the time, that I don't even know when I come into a relationship, we're engaged now, we're getting ready to be married. I don't really physically know 100% if I'm really ready to be married. Watch this until I get married. Mm. Um, I don't even know that I am completely healed in a relationship until I get into a relationship. I've talked to so many women who have went on a sabbatical. I'm talking about for two, three years. Um, and it's not until they get into a relationship where they realize, dang, I'm still dealing with this. Mm. This thing still hurt me. Um, uh, I thought I was over it. And again, it's, and, and, and partly that's because, well, all of this time you've never dealt with a man before. You, you've, been, you've been sabbatical. You've been in sabbatical for two or three years, so you didn't have to deal with conflict. You didn't have to deal with, you know, well, where are you at? <laughs> what you doing? Um, you didn't have to deal with all of that. So then when you get into a relationship and all of this starts to sound familiar to you, you start to realize, oh, wait a minute, I've been here before, and maybe I'm not really completely healed. So for those of you guys who are listening to us tonight, please understand that every relationship should be a teaching lesson, should be a teaching point so that you are not repeating um, bad behaviors, addictions, and putting up with stuff that you shouldn't put up with because things that you previously went through. Use those lessons, use those relationships as stepping stones. I always tell people I don't have any exes. I mean, I have mm. one. I have many examples, though. Mm. I have many examples of what to do never, ever, 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 ever again. Last thing I share with you is this, and this is why you got to take your time. Sinead, Kiara, there's one thing I've learned about relationships, and that is you got to be careful of two things, who you sleep with and who you marry with. Mm. Who you have a baby by and who you say I do too. Because ultimately, these two things would change your life forever. And that forever. don't need to be rushed. Absolutely. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Very, very insightful. <laughs> very. I mean, we, we could talk to you for hours on end. Yeah. Hours on end. Yes. Hours I love on it. end. Dr. G, tell our listeners how they can reach you or how can they follow you? Where can they follow you? Sure. You can go to um, follow me on IG, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter at Relationship Rehab uh, DNV, or you can go to Relationship, I'm sorry, Dr. G. Davis um, on there as well. Um, or you can email us at I am DRG Davis, and I will be happy to speak with you um, on a one on one basis. We can set up one on one sessions, we can set up a couple sessions. Uh, we specialize in dating, matchmaking, um, divorce, separation, 
uh, you name it. Uh, we, we pretty much do it all, and we're happy to help. Wow. Yep, I will be calling you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's so do it. Much. Thank you Let's so do much. Thank you so much. Okay, well, thank you again to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed our guest for this evening. He is called the Relationship Beast (laughs) for a reason. So you all need to get with it, get in the swing of things, and get your love back, okay? As Stella got her groove back, go ahead and get your groove back, too, okay? Um, Today, is uh, this is another Good Grief Girl show episode we thank you for joining us uh you can please follow us on facebook uh with our facebook group good grief girl and subscribe to our good grief girl youtube channel we're on instagram as good grief underscore underscore girl (laughs) again thank you for joining us this evening continue